What's this world coming to? I saw that they did the most extensive study yet on coffee drinkers. Did you see this? No. They did a survey of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people over 16 years. So it really means something. They study these things and they said that drinking coffee extends a person's life. And they said three cups will really extend it. But that's got to be good for coffee drinkers. I wish I was a coffee drinker. Was the study sponsored by the Coffee <laughs> Research Institute? <laughs> that's funny you said that. <laughs> they also just had a study that just came out that said that cheese doesn't cause heart disease. And yes, that study was sponsored by the you know, National Dairy Association. So no, this wasn't a coffee thing. This was, here's the question I want to know. I have a sensitive stomach and, and I can't drink coffee, but they say. By the way, when you say they, you should always cite your sources. Oh, I don't. Or, or is this anonymous sources? No, it was. A, <laughs> Inside the White House. Look, knucklehead, Google a coffee study. Oh, okay, so they is Google. Yes, so this that, is something you picked up on uh, the internet. You know what? Oh, I'm this gonna, is so credible. Oh, when we, when we get I'm off, feeling I'm gonna, so confident. I'm going to Google this when we get off, and I'm going to tell you who exactly it was. you got to identify your sources. Would it make you happy if it was the AMA? Oh, that would be huge. There you go. Yeah. But here's my question for you. They say that drinking decaffeinated coffee will give you the same benefit. But here's my question. How do they make decaffeinated coffee? Decaffeinated coffee? Yeah. How do they take the caffeine out of a coffee bean? Come on, Mr. Renaissance man. You got to know this. If I get a bag of decaffeinated coffee to start drinking it, how do they make that caffeine get out of that coffee bean? It must be something they're doing in the roasting process. I guess I have to Google that. You're spending way too much time thinking. You know, well, this is supposed to be a place people come where they don't have to think. Deep <laughs> thoughts by Psyche Mikey. You know, both of us are very fortunate that we can work out of our own homes, right? Right. You have a studio. I have an office. You have a studio. Well, yeah. I yeah. just bought you a yeah, studio. Yeah, but <laughs> you better embrace what I gave you, my friend. Come here's on. The, here's the question. I want people to have an insight into your... How do you dress when, when you know you don't have to go anywhere all day and you're not going to really see anybody? Do you still put on regular clothes? Sweatpants? Nine times out of ten, I'm wearing what I went to bed in last night, which is... Some gym shorts, a right. T-shirt. Right. In this case, I've got a sweatshirt over the T-shirt. So, because it's a little chilly down here in the basement. You're like me, my friend. It's nothing but gym shorts and sneakers and a T-shirt every day. It's Commando and, City around here, baby. Yeah. And in the wintertime, <laughs> I feel like I'm a fat man. You know how like fat people always wear sweatpants? Right. Gym shorts, sweatpants. That's what it's all about. And I've got all these really nice clothes hanging in the closet that I never wear. So for us, Casual Friday is like every day. Hello. Yeah. How would you like to be your boy Mueller, or as you call him, Mueller, today? <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see what he... <laughs> it, he's got all this flood of evidence. Wouldn't I mean, you love to what see... do you do with all this stuff? I mean, it's raining manna from heaven if you're Mueller. Wouldn't you love to see what his inbox looks like on his desk? Oh, my gosh. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that office. He's the head chef at the Nothing Burger Grill. <laughs> right. Opposition research. That's the new word now. They didn't even know what that meant when right. they were doing it. Handcuffs, flak jackets, illegitimacy. You realize, of course, the Donald was sitting up on top, pulling all the strings, manipulating all these underlings. And they're going to find out that 
Yeah, he's behind it all. I guarantee it. And at that meeting, he was upstairs one floor up. And you don't think after that meeting was over, he didn't ask what happened in that meeting? He didn't have to ask because the kid came running up saying, you're not going to believe what we got. And then you look at the flow of information coming afterwards because you know they're lying about nothing came of the meeting. You know that's a total lie because... First off, why would you set the meeting if you're this Russian lawyer operative and set it up to the point where you're going to have all these higher ups in the campaign in the meeting? Right. And then you're going to suddenly change the subject to orphans? Oh, come on. Yeah. And you wouldn't bring Manafort and Jarrett no. and Eric all in for adoption thing. They thought they were going to get dirt on Hillary. And uh, and they did. Yeah, they did. And that's how probably WikiLeaks got those 3,000 emails. That- but look at the timeline. You even have Donald Trump right after that coming out saying, we've got some incredible revelations coming forth. Stay tuned, everybody. Right. And you know the thing that really bugs me after this whole thing is that it didn't change one vote. Well, how do you know that? I mean, how do they know it didn't change one vote? Weeks and weeks of this constant drip of Hillary emails coming out from Podesta, negative things being said about Catholics or whatever. I mean, how do they know it didn't change a vote? That's what I don't understand. Do you agree? It's all part of their spin. Oh, man. I just want this all to be over. Somebody said, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I just want this to be like Obama wakes up and there's, uh, who was the wife of Bob Newhart? Remember, it was a dream. Oh, it was Su- all a dream. Suzanne Plachette. Yeah, I want Obama <laughs> to wake up and Suzanne Plachette's next to him in bed. And this is all a dream and it never really happened. When he was elected, do you ever think it was going to be this bad? Yes, I did, actually. If you remember back in January, I was telling you he was going to go down. So I've always, even before he took the office as president, I think I was talking about handcuffs, flak jackets, illegitimacy. You know that's been my mantra for I know, what, for a long time. Eight but months now? The constant erosion of, of what made us a great country, which is ironic because all he wanted to do was make America great again. But now the rivers can be polluted again. We're going back to coal. We're taking away all regulations and the banking thing. All these things that, that we tried to do to make our country better, he's doing away with. And now out of spite, he's doing little things like People can't go to Cuba now. Anything Obama did, he's trying to turn back the clock on. He's trying to derail any of that stuff. We need something to take our mind off all. You know what we'll be happy to see happen right now? An alien come down Earth. Wouldn't that change the subject? (laughs) I don't want to change the subject. I just want him to be out of there. I want a big rocket ship to land in Cleveland or somewhere and them to come out and take me and my leader and everybody says, no, no, you don't want that. I want that big rocket ship to land on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and take the entire Trump family, Pence and all his surrogates, take them away. We don't want to see them anymore. Did you see that Joe Scarborough says he's not a Republican anymore? He's an independent. You know, I taped, he was on Colbert last night. And the only reason I taped it, him and Mika were going to be on, but he was all, his band was also going to play because I, I wanted to see his band. So I taped it to see. I'm sure you go to YouTube now and see what his band is like. He says he doesn't want to have anything to do with politics. After Morning Joe, he just wants to play music, you know, that's going to last about five minutes, right? Yeah, it's easy for him to say that when he probably makes about, I don't know, five, six million dollars a year in his day job. So, yeah, I mean, would he make $180,000 as a congressman as opposed to five million a year for MSNBC? It's a tough call. I think that MSNBC job is probably going to last as long as he wants it to. Yeah. You didn't catch 
Don Jr. on Hannity, did you? Just saw some of the clips, but I didn't see that old Trump moxie going on there. He sounded really nervous. His voice was quivering. Well, it was such a tough interview that I really liked the part where he gave out his recipe for peach cobbler. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Sean was, are you serious? No, I'm, of course I'm joking because I, can you kidding me? Hannity grilling him. Peach cobbler is really good on the grill. <laughs> and he couldn't talk much because he couldn't get his ass off his lip, off his backside. Oh, come on, go on to Hannity. Yeah, he sounded really nervous. Go on Lawrence O'Donnell or Rachel Maddow or go on Chris Matthews. Then you're showing me something, you know, and this transparency. Yeah, he's transparent. The New York Times said they were going to release all his emails. So an hour later, he says, yeah, I'll, I'll do it before that. Bullshit. The whole thing's bullshit, Thomas. Oh. <sighs>